When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben Bolin, hanging here with auto editor Scott Benjamin. Scott, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say it. You're a great driver, man. Thank you. You're pretty good. I appreciate that. I saw you parallel park earlier today. <laughs> and yeah, it's a little weird because for anyone who's seen um, the scene, the, the fabulous estate we work on, we have a very big parking lot and there's actually no parallel parking, but mm-hmm. you just swung it through. And yeah. That was I'm, impressive. I'm good that way. I was, uh, number one in my driver's ed course. Number one, in your driver's number ed Number one. Course. That's right. Never knocked over a single cone. Well, it made me, it made me think with that kind of precision, what, what, uh, what is possible? And I found out there's this thing. I don't know if you've heard about these people, but I hope you have, mm-hmm. uh, Precision drivers. What's going on with that? Oh, I have heard of precision drivers. Oh, great. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, precision drivers are, you know, hired talent. I guess that that you know comes onto the uh, the movie set, television set, whatever it would be, commercial, mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, they are, uh, I guess, the people that are, are in charge of driving the vehicle and driving it accurately and doing exactly what the pre- uh, the director, uh, the producer, whoever is you know telling them what to do, making that vehicle do exactly what they want it to do. So they're the guys then on the car commercials who are driving up over the mountain or mm-hmm. pulling a hard turn through some cones yeah. when that fine print comes on at the bottom that says professional driver on a closed course, yeah. do not attempt. That's exactly who that is. That's, oh, a, that's okay. a precision driver. And um, you know, like most of the time, uh, the work is a little bit dull, probably. You know, they're doing things like what you you see. I mean, it's not it's exciting to some extent. Sure. But, but, you know, if you're driving down a, you know, a a deserted road, you know, maybe out in the desert or something, you know, and, and they're going a little bit fast, but not really fast. You know, that still might be a precision driver, but most of the time they're just doing uh, kind of garden variety driving around town and, you know, like you said, parallel parking, things like that. But they do, there are chances for them to shine, you know, where they have a chance to really, really show what they've learned. Now, what what kind of tricks do these these people actually know how to do? Ton of, I mean, anything that you see on television, uh, movies, you know, that's that's all precision driving, and that's what they learn at precision driving school. There's a um, oh, there's a pre- 
there's a school for this. There is a school for this. Yeah, that's, that's how you learn. It's very expensive to go to, I'm sure, but uh, you know, you're well taught and you learn from the experts, the guys that have been in the industry for a long time, and, uh, and they can tell you how to make that car do what you want it to do. You know, you or I, we may not know how to slide a car sideways into a you know a parking spot in downtown, but they know how to do that, or they know how to you know completely spin a car around 360 degrees and then take off in the opposite direction, or 180 degrees and take off in the opposite direction. Wow. You know, you don't think it. You may not think it's that hard, but it really is to get a car to do exactly what you want to do in the space that you're allowed. Mm. Um, you know, even stopping a car exactly right where you want it to stop is difficult. I mean, exactly right where you want it to stop. That's literally a, stop on a dime. Well, they can do a number of tricks. Yeah. Well, what's okay? What's the difference then? Is there a difference uh, between professional stunt drivers and precision drivers? Well, as far as I can gather, and I've, I've read a lot about this recently. You know, trying mm. to trying to get ready for this, but. The difference is, I think, that um, it's just in what they do, really. Precision driver is really making a car do something like what we just talked about, you know, where you're sliding a vehicle and sideways into a, uh, into a parking spot. A stunt driver might be somebody who does something like, you know, flips a vehicle over or lets it, you know, uh, or jumps a bus or a moving train or something like that. You know, I that's see. the difference. And I think in a lot of cases, a precision driver will do stunts, but... You know, it has to has a lot to do with how much they're being paid to do that stunt oh, because right, it's very right. dangerous. You know, yeah. it's not it's not you know like you're uh, driving through a, a city street or something. You're you're doing something really really dangerous here. Uh -huh. um, I'm sure that there are stuntmen that are specifically for higher end, very difficult movie you know theatrical type stunts that you mm -hmm. see. You know, with mm -hmm. fire and you know the cars flipping several times, explosions. And, exactly. I, th I think that to some point or to some extent, precision drivers will do some stunts. Okay, so we could become precision drivers. Is that what I'm hearing you say? If yeah, we go sure. to school? If you go to school and you learn how to do yeah. it, yeah, you really could. Um, I think that, you know, if you've got even just a, a modest ability, you know, you'd be able to uh, to handle a car. You should be able to, to be able to Okay, so I'm graduate. out. I'm out. But you could probably do this. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. I've always had kind of enjoyed something like that. You know, I thought it would be fun. But yeah. um, when I was a little kid, as a side note, yeah. uh, when I was a little kid, I saw the uh, the Joey Chitwood Auto Thrill Show at the Indianapolis Fairgrounds. What's that? Oh, it's this really cool auto thrill show. I think at some point, I think it was called the Tournament of Thrills or something like that. <laughs> uh, this guy is a uh, he was a retired Indianapolis 500 racer. In fact, he was the first Indianapolis 500 racer to use a seatbelt during the race. This is like in the 1940s, 1950s. Mm. He raced, I think it's four or five times, or maybe even more. But he had this auto thrill show where they would take these, well, at the time, you know, the, the vehicles of the day, so it's these cars from the 30s and 40s, mm. and they would jump them over buses or over other vehicles or from ramp to ramp, or they would drive them so that, you know, they're on two wheels for, you know, maybe a mile at a time, uh, long distances, or they would have two vehicles that are on two wheels that are, you know, running parallel to each other and, you know, That's crazy. touching wheels and things. It was really, really cool. It was a great show. And they would do just spectacular crashes and, and uh, it just... You, you couldn't believe that they would survive these things, and they'd you know hop out of the car and wave to the crowd, and everybody <laughs> go crazy. It was it was a great time. I don't think it's around anymore, but yeah. um, it was fantastic. I'm sure the insurance alone made a big impression yeah. on me. Yeah, and that and that to me, those those guys were precision drivers. I mean, mm. a lot of times that you know whatever they did involved smashing the car up, and they were of course they were stunt drivers. Yeah, but you know to some extent, and some during. Some of those, um, you know, feats, I guess, mm -hmm. they were precision drivers. I mean, because they were coming very close to people or very close to uh, other vehicles at yeah. high rates of speed. And let's let's make this 
uh, let's clarify just for anybody who's never been up close with a with a car from the 30s or 40s, but the majority of those things are huge. Yeah, they were monsters. They're they boats. Were yeah, big it's... big cars. And if you look if you look online, you can do a search for this and look up you know auto thrill shows, mm-hmm. and you'll see cars that you know like the old Model A's and Model well not Model T's necessarily but yeah. Model A's and that type of car that look like you know a coach on wheels. Yeah. You'll see those cars 30 feet in the air, jumping over top of, you know, what was then a bus, which, you know, doesn't look like a bus now, but (laughs) look like a museum piece now. Scott, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, showing us this. I didn't know that precision drivers had such a long history. I had no idea that we could become them. And uh, for our listeners out there, if you would like to learn more about becoming a precision driver, if you would like to learn more about racing, if you would like to learn more about anything to do with cars, please give us a look at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.